Hey guys, welcome to the Fit Town Show. This is Coach Andrew with Coach Danielle. You Hi. know when you hear Coach Danielle on here, you know it's a nutrition episode. So today we're gonna be talking about different ways to handle cravings, some of the different approaches, and, uh, and how you guys can um, try to really stay on track and minimize any damage that you know, could occur when you're, you know, you have these cravings come up and you're about to go off track. So we're going to let you kind of kick it off here, Danielle. What are some of your approaches to cravings? How do you think about, you know, when to give into a craving versus not? Yeah. So I feel like there's a couple different routes you can take when it comes to managing them. Um, and these are kind of like my key points, I would say, in not only being successful, but also just making it sustainable. So there's days when, um, you know, I find some sort of healthy substitute. I would say that's like my day to day, every single day I'm, you know, taking what sounds good and making it healthier. Um, there's days when um, I tell myself no. And then there's also days where I do decide to indulge. Um, and that's typically more of like your special occasion um, or something along those lines. So I would say like for just a typical, you know, day to day, I have my non-negotiables. We've talked about that in previous podcasts. We have our things that we need each and every day. And mine is some sort of coffee. I like it sweet and um, ice cream every single night. So I've been eating Halo Top every night since the day it came out, and uh, I have no no plan to quit. So that's when I'm trying to lose weight, when I'm trying to maintain weight. I've even been through phases where I've tried to gain weight. Always include ice cream, always include Halo Top. Um, sponsor me. But um, <laughs> It wasn't always Halo Top, though. It was uh, when you stayed at our house on, on our, your coaching visit, it was uh, enlightened. eating enlightened cold enlightened brew, right? Enlightened is, is denser, and that's the lowest calorie flavor. <laughs> enlightened is denser, and you can get that at Sprouts. Um, but yeah, so that would typically be kind of more of, of my everyday things that satisfy that craving, but calorically aren't going to derail me from whatever I'm doing in that, you know, given time frame. Um, you know, along with that, I do like to go and get a latte, almond milk latte. And, you know, the way I handle that is sometimes with sugar-free vanilla, which isn't great for you, has chemicals in it, but that's going to keep me from going in and getting a 500 calorie drink instead full of sugar. You know, you can kind of give and take, would you rather have sugar or, you know, maybe some chemicals that are a little less healthy. There are a lot of studies that prove that, you know, stuff like that in small quantities isn't bad. So I typically tend to go that way um, and save my calories when I can. Um, and then there's also, you know, just kind of keeping your mindset happy, I really feel like that is how I can do that and be able to do it long term. Um, the next avenue is giving into those cravings. So more of a special occasion instance, um, I would say is when I'm giving into those things, like really giving in. If I'm like craving cookie or cake, that's typically when we have belay catered and they have the best cookies in the world um, or something along those lines. But, you know, there are times and instances where Austin and I want to go out and just, you know, eat something super greasy and delicious and not think, you know, a second thought about it. There's times where we go that route. Um, and then, you know, there are times when we say no. If I'm trying to lose weight or doing something specific, I know that there's special events coming up. Holidays are right around the corner. We have a ton of things coming up. It's okay to say no to. So those are kind of the three different avenues or brackets, I would say, um, in handling cravings. Um, and okay, yeah. cool. So 
um, when you talk about giving in to a craving, like Saturday night, you're going to have something. Do you still try to um, keep portion sizes under control or do you go like all out and, and maybe sometimes overdo it and binge in that sense? Because I could see where, you know, for some people giving in is having, you know, even just a few bites of a cake versus a full slice. And then for some people it's, I'm going to have four slices of cake, three slices of cake and, and really, uh, you know, sometimes feel sick or guilty about it the next day. Yeah. I feel like we're all human. And even if we do everything, um, correctly, there's always going to be times where you overeat, you feel really gross after, and we're all humans. We all care about how we look and how we perform in the gym. Um, especially our fit town crew so you know there's sometimes guilt associated but it's kind of working through that and improving the next time that I think that we can really make a difference but you know giving in I would say a successful a successful instance when I'm giving in would be me leaving that meal happy guilt-free um, and then not feeling like I overdo it like I feel like a rock star when I walk away from a party or something like that and I'm not totally stuffed. Like I feel great and I can just go home and you know go right to bed and I'm like happy, content, I ate all the things I wanted to eat um, and I don't regret it one bit. I would say that would be like the best case scenario. Um, but you know, I don't think that's always the case. And for most people to say that you're going to go and just eat and stop when you're full, when you're in a social situation or stop drinking when you want to, I just don't feel like that always happens. So I don't want to be unrealistic and say, that's what it looks like. Ideally that would be, you know, a piece of cake or whatever I've set up for myself. But when I give in, I try and, and set exactly what I want to do and, um, in that is instance up in my head before so Christmas party for instance okay I'm gonna go and I'm gonna eat you know one plate of food I'm still gonna get in my veggies I'm gonna stop and then I'm gonna have one piece of dessert if I execute that exactly as planned um, you know that's what what the goal is and I think having that mindset and setting myself up for okay I'm gonna eat you know one plate make sure I'm getting in at least two cups of veggies drink you know plenty of water or whatever it is um, that definitely helps me stay on track and leave that meal guilt-free um, and not like I overdid it. So yeah, it's interesting you say that. I think you you go into these things with a plan, and and I've you know I've, I'm someone like I see two categories of people: people that really thrive on having a little bit of something and then being able to walk away, and then some people that at least have the belief that they need to have a lot of something in order to be satisfied, and usually typically overdo it and. I'm definitely in this the second category, or at least have been in the past, and my my nature is to overdo it. And I, it's almost like because I don't have a plan to um, have a little bit of something, it's almost like my default plan is to binge. So by nature of not having a plan, I in fact do have a plan to overdo it. I just don't really state it or consciously decide it. It just happens. Yeah, and I think that especially, you know, for us trying to be healthier on a daily basis maybe we are saying no to other things you know too too much to where we feel that need to go mm -hmm. overboard like restricting a little too much i do feel like there's something that maybe isn't aligning properly or isn't exactly working the way that we want it to but i'm the same way if i don't set 
you know, specific goals for myself, I will just keep eating. I'm a snacker. I like to just eat and talk and eat and talk. And I could do that all night. And that's why I typically go for higher volume foods, lots of high veggie meals, halo top versus, you know, one serving of Ben and Jerry's. Um, that just doesn't work for me where I know people who eat one Ghirardelli square every single day and that's perfect for them. But I would like five or yeah. I would just eat a pie of halo top. How many bars of dark chocolate is a small amount? Um, well, I think <laughs> a serving bars. size is a fourth <laughs> or a third. Um, but you know, for Austin, it's two bars, it's two. Um, but yeah, so different for everyone. And I think that there's a lot of different ways, but whatever works for you, that would obviously be the most successful route. And I think that's different person by person. Yeah. So basically what I hear you saying is, okay, because you know, every night you can have ice cream, you're less likely to go crazy on that Saturday night when you're going to have cake or cookies or something that is more calorically dense that does not fit in your macros or potentially won't fit in your macros because you know, hey, I'm only, I can have the thing I want tomorrow. I don't have to wait a month or a week or whatever to have that thing. Yeah, I definitely think that helps. And I've even been in situations where maybe it's like a Monday, I ate really bad that weekend. We had a lot of stuff going on. I wasn't very careful and I'm like, craving something sweet we have a ton of leftovers and i'm like i'm gonna eat my halo top for lunch today and i'm probably gonna regret it later but i'll eat my my halo top in the middle of the afternoon because that's like what i want and that helps me make a better choice for the next meal instead of telling myself no all day and then maybe by 7 p.m i'm like forget it, I'm just gonna eat the rest of this cake or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I feel like something that really helped me, especially like coming off of um, like losing weight, I feel like to keep me from that binge scenario, I would be like, okay, Austin and I are gonna go out to dinner on Saturday night. That's gonna be our date night. We'll do dinner first because even though I prefer going out for breakfast and having a cheat meal for breakfast, what if I'm bad the rest of the day? Like, what if that mm -hmm. does set me into that yeah. all or nothing mindset? So we'll start with dinner. Okay, that went well, we'll do that for a couple weeks. That goes great. Okay, now we'll switch that to breakfast. I will get my pancake, which is my cheat meal of choice, that first meal of the day, and know that I can be successful the rest of the day. Okay, now that you know we've perfected our Sunday morning breakfast, let's also do a date night on Wednesday. You know, our goals are just to maintain, so now we can do a Sunday morning date night and a Wednesday night date night, or you know, some other date night through the week. Um, to where I feel like I set myself up appropriately and could be able to to incorporate that in my in my lifestyle and not um, not get into that vicious binge cycle, which tends mm -hmm. to happen where we just wait for the weekend. We're really good on the weekdays, and then it just goes downhill from there. So that's something that works for me. Yeah. Do you think there's because I I I, I kind of feel like I fall into this category where like no matter how hard I try to have a consistent little bit of something, um, I have sort of an addictive personality. And I think sugar specifically is something that is very addictive for me personally. Like alcohol is not an addictive thing for me. Like I can have a drink and stop. It's super easy. And then like the next day I don't even want any really. Um, whereas like sugar, I have a little bit and then it often a little bit of sugar makes me want more sugar. And it's often easier for me to just say, you know what, it's a clear black and white no. I'm not gonna have any Monday through Friday. And there's times where I do that and I still binge on the weekends. There's times where I do that and I'm really good on the weekends. And I find that it's actually easier for me to be good on the weekends if I've been good all week. 
and I don't have that a little bit of sugar because like a little often turns into a lot. Do you find that that's the case for some people where they're almost better off kind of having zero, like, like someone who is in a true addiction, addictive scenario, like alcoholic, you know, you wouldn't have an alcoholic have a little bit of vodka. You just say cold Turkey. No. How often do you think that's the case? I would say that that would be an instance where we want to find things that replace that habit. Um, Because a lot of people who are addicted to sugar have lifestyles where they are, you know, living for that dessert after dinner um, or on the weekend. So if you can replace that with those healthier substitutes, and that can be totally sugar-free. I know that you have a ton of sweet treats that you go for that aren't any added sugar. Um, Well, I think what you started to talk about was like also having something in your life that's not even food related that is fulfilling to you like going for a walk you know what yeah. maybe watching a show you really enjoy having a conversation with your wife playing with your kids like having stuff like that that's serving the same maybe emotional need that you're seeking for that's mm-hmm. isn't food related at all yeah i've had you know couples who will come in and they really want to give up drinking but like you know, once the kids are situated with the day, all they want to do is like sit in the kitchen, drink a glass of wine together. Replacing that with a walk or whatever, a puzzle is something that I really like to do. I think those are great. You know, it doesn't have to be something food related, snack related. If you're eating good, healthy meals throughout the day and you're full, you've eaten enough food, then replace that with with something different. Yeah. So. Cool, I wanted to dive further into the replacing with a healthier version. Um, Essentially, that's what your you're doing with your halo top is a a less uh, less calorically dense version of ice cream or some other thing you would go for and you're building it into your your daily calories what are some other ways that you like to replace with a healthier version or you've recommended for clients to replace with healthier stuff yeah i'd say another one of my go-to's this is more of a snack i'll do frozen blueberries pour a cup of almond milk over that and it like freezes over and makes like I don't know, it tastes like yogurt covered blueberries, but it's so good and it like mm. freezes over, kind of becomes a slushy. That's another good one. We keep single servings of like kind of random things to satiate, whether we're craving salty or sweet. Um, but single servings is definitely a really big key when it comes to the, you know, foods that you can overindulge on. How many single servings do you eat? <laughs> How I think many it's single the whole servings box. is it? Okay. But you burn so many calories when you open the new package that it's void. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll do single servings or even, like, kid sizes now. Like, they're coming out with kid size Fuel for Fires, kid size RX bars, Power Crunch bars. You know, things like that that are sweet and delicious. But, like, the full-size, you know, perfect bars and stuff are a lot of calories. But if that's something that you find just absolutely amazing, then buy the kid size ones and just mm. eat one of those instead. Um, but... I recommend a lot of popcorn too. Like we do the 100 bags and we have kettle corn and we have butter so that we can go salty or sweet depending mm-hmm. on how we're feeling. Um, that's another really good one. The blueberries. What have you done? I know you've done like pizzas, right? Different types of pizzas. I'm on a pizza kick right now. I didn't believe or buy into the Joseph's lavish bread, um, like flatbread pizzas. That was like a craze, I feel like two years ago. And I was like, no, nothing compares to pizza. I'm not doing it. I missed that craze. Yeah. So 
It's amazing. Is it's it a, like, is it a bread or is it the full pizza? It's a like a lap like it's a big flatbread. And then you make your pizza into, on top of it. Yeah. Okay. So if you put it in the oven, just spray it with nonstick spray. Put it in the oven like while you're making your other toppings or getting them out. It like gets crispy, and then you just add your toppings on. Um, and I like that because you can do buffalo chicken pizza. You can do regular. You can do breakfast pizza. Like I did a Greek one yesterday. You can always like mix up the toppings and. I'm like absolutely stuffed after I make it every single time and I've never made one over 350 calories and I eat a lot of food in so, one sitting. So what's your trick to do that? Do you use like, is it like a lower fat cheese? Are you using cheese on there? Are you skipping the cheese altogether and using substitute? What's I your... do do cheese. Yeah. So let's see. I did the Greek one with just a Greek yogurt layer. Um, and then did like egg whites, peppers. I've done enchilada sauce on there. And then I usually just like sprinkle feta, but most of my flavor and stuff comes from like the toppings, like lots of peppers, enchilada stuff, um, chicken, but feta. And then some just like regular normal mozzarella went through like doing dairy free for a really long time. But um, I've kind of gotten away from that and gone full, full dairy for now. Um, but yeah, typically fat-free, if you're trying to save calories, fat-free feta um, is really good. Or like Parmesan, you can eat a lot of Parmesan for very little calories um, as well. Nice. Yeah. Um, cool. So I want to hit some of the healthier ones that I thought of that I've gone to over the years. Um, frozen mango is another one, frozen blueberries. But frozen mango to me is my favorite. They have a big bag of it at Sprouts um, right now. I do a uh, microwave banana treat. I was yes. texting you about this one, which is just like... Uh, cut a banana like in half long ways, microwave it for a minute. Um, you could add like a little bit of like butter or coconut oil if you wanted just like a little bit more creaminess, put some oats in it, mash it all up. And uh, the banana is just so much like sweeter, caramelizes with that, that one minute in the microwave. So that's really good. Um, Collagen protein, the chocolate collagen protein. I've either done that with almond milk as like a smoothie or we have the Nespresso machine. So I'll take the milk frother of the Nespresso machine, put a scoop of protein in, a little bit of almond milk, and it makes like a hot chocolate really quickly. That's awesome. And then RX bars has been one for me that I've used if I want something a little bit like fruitier, almost like, it's like kind of like a, almost like a gummy bear, or like licorice, if you were craving something like that and you have like the berry flavors of RX bars, it's a good replacement. And then Trader Joe's, and I think one or two other stores have these. They look like a little kid's package. It's a yellow and green package that has uh, sliced bananas that are covered in dark chocolate. That's pretty good. That All those are decent on the, the calorie macronutrient side and also like very simple, clean ingredients as well. Um, I think one place that people go off track with healthier versions of stuff, at least what I've seen, especially in like kind of the paleo, framework is is more like nuts and nut butters and dried fruit mm -hmm. these things are very tricky in the sense that you're replacing it with yes a healthier thing but it's something that you really have to be mindful of portion sizes when you do it you know because what you're doing is like okay i'm gonna go for something that's maybe not as clean quote unquote right. clean but it's very low on the calorie side at least for the volume that i'm eating Whereas these things might be cleaner foods, but you're, they're very calorically dense. Yeah. Yeah, I see a lot of people come in and they're like, I don't know why I'm not losing weight. I'm eating so healthy. And I'm like, okay, you know, what's your, what's your breakfast? And it's a cup of oats with some almond milk, which is a great start. And then it's chia seeds, flax seeds, peanut butter, banana, like all this stuff in there. I'm like, okay, you just like 
expressed four or 500 calories in your pre-workout snack or your breakfast. I'm like, what's mm -hmm. the rest of your day look like? And they're like, well, I eat this, this, and this. I'm like, okay, what do you cook that in? Oil, butter, all of this. I'm like, it's all great. And I'm really proud of you for using, you know, ghee or a really, you know, clean butter, Kerrygold, all of that. It's all healthy, but I feel like those healthier foods, almond flour, stuff like that, that we're trying to substitute out might actually be doing a little more harm than than we think that they are. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, especially if, if, if it was a just a one-to-one -one replacement and that was it, that's, that's usually okay. It's, people actually tend to eat more because they think it's healthier. Right. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the other thing I'd point out in that breakfast scenario that you brought up is like, it's really a lot of carbs and fat, but it's not a lot of protein. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong is that they're eating healthier, but they're still pretty low on the protein side of things. There's not a lot of protein in veggies. When we think about healthy, it's like protein and veggies. Like that's the foundation. And if you're creating a very healthy meal that doesn't really have a lot of protein or veggies, it's still closer to one of these snacks or treats than it is healthy probably. Yeah. And so that's why I feel like, you know, that avenue of finding healthier alternatives, it can be a little misleading. Um, just because, you know, the bulk of my meals and your meals too, even when we have these these random things, Halo Top and, you know, making pizzas and stuff, there's a lot of protein and veggies around that throughout the day. You know, we have maybe one thing that's not the healthiest, but the majority of our day is still looking, yeah. you know, green and yellow and orange and has a lot of colors and variety and and veggies and protein as well. Um, and I think that's where, you know, tracking is very beneficial because you can really, really opens your eyes to those healthy breakfasts that you've been making. Oh, I was having 150 grams of carbs and 60 grams of fat and only 10 grams of protein. Um, you know, that definitely is kind of where, where it helps you for sure. Um, gives you that freedom to still eat what you like, but keeps you accountable on protein and veggies and stuff as well. So let's talk about not not feeding into the craving you have the craving and you actually decide to say no and i think this is something that not enough people do i think one thing that's so interesting and i'm i'm this is 100 percent on me this is sharing this like because it's something that i typically do but like the amount of discomfort that we'll we'll handle when it comes to like like our workouts are hard like they're very uncomfortable and people will come in four or five days a week and persist through that discomfort They'll not want to show up to work on a Monday and go anyways. They'll be tired, haven't slept well, and still be a great parent to their kids. And then they have a little craving, and then they'll like just give into that craving instead of like handling a little bit of discomfort and saying no. Yes. It's like a new kind of uncomfortable. And it's just because we don't exercise that. Like we come in here in the first day, you probably don't really like it, but you know that you need it. So you show up and you keep doing it and you get used to that feeling of being uncomfortable. I feel like we, we don't exercise our willpower, I guess you could say, enough. And I feel like, you know, 10 years ago, it was so cool to be like, say no, say no, no sugar, give it all up. Um, you're weak if you give in. And now it's more like, okay, listen to your body. If you want something, just eat it. And it's not really like that simple. I do feel like there are instances where you should say no and it's okay to say no. And mm -hmm. sometimes your body's going to want another brownie, even though it doesn't need another brownie. And I feel like we kind of go back and forth in the world about like, oh, just honor it. You know, if your body wants it, it probably needs it. 
Um, and I do feel like there's a time and a place for that, but you know, it is okay to say no. And if that aligns with your goals, it's not the end of the world to, to miss out on, you know, eating out or appetizers at a party or whatever it is, or drinks one night with your friends. Like if you have goals, that's how you're going to reach them. You're going to have to turn down things and that's okay. And I, you know, the weekends are always looming over us. It's always hard. You know, every sixth day is a weekend and it's, it always comes, it's always there no matter what. And I just think, you know, that first weekend is really, really, really hard, but the second weekend's gonna be a little mm-hmm. easier and the next weekend's gonna be a little easier. I remember the first time that I wanted to lose weight, I was like, I don't want it to be Saturday. I hate Saturday, I hate Sunday. I just want it to be Monday. Like, I hated the weekend so much. And then a month later I was like, oh, it's just another day. And I have, you know, the same structure and meal plan that I would be doing Monday through Friday. And um, it definitely gets easier, but it takes practice, just like anything yeah. else, to say no. Um, and then you can build that up and be a lot stronger. Yeah, I like that you brought up like the idea of listening to your body, because I think one, one pe- thing people don't fully grasp is how much, like, we're not living in a world hundreds of years ago where it was like the only options we had were like, you know, a, an animal we could kill or like food we could find on a tree. Like, there's so many foods and like there's people, there's lots of people that, make a lot of money trying to create foods that are as addictive as possible that want us that make us want to go back for more so when you're talking about listening your body you're you're listening to something that's no longer telling you the truth often because we've been trained with these hyper palatable foods so you need to have like in your case the you know the macros really gives you the ability to i would say balance when you can insert stuff and then I think people hear, oh, you're, you're having a full pint of ice cream, but I think it doesn't fully comprehend how much stuff you're still saying no to. Right. And that, you know, that halo top is me saying no to, to whatever else is going on in the house, Doritos, Cheetos, whatever it may be. Like, I think if you can just find that thing that works for you, I mean, that's how you're going to see results. And that is, I mean, that is saying no a lot. I've yeah. Ben and Jerry's taste better than halo top. That's no secret fact. that's a but fact <laughs> it is so delicious and you know what a new flavor came out and i ate that one night and it was fine i lived and you know i think there's a time and a place and that's when a new flavor comes out yeah the other thing is is um beginning to understand that that craving could be a sign of something else like we've all often talked about cravings just as a sign of underhydration. you just need to drink more water Um, A lot of times that's the case, or sometimes it's just like, just go to bed. Like you don't need to keep eating, just go to sleep. Like you're tired and it's not that you have this craving that needs to be filled. You just need to like get to bed and get some rest. And there's, um, it could be replacing it with, with a healthier habit, like walking or reading or talking with a friend, or it could just be like, there's an actual physical need for like, for, for sleep or something like that, or, or water that is you're just misconstruing as a craving. Yeah, so I think there's like some good rules that you can set in place too for that. You know, okay, I feel hungry. I'm gonna drink eight ounces of water, or a bottle of water, wait 15 minutes and see if that hunger goes away. Mm-hmm. I bet 90% of the time it does. And maybe that's the water filling up your belly or you just needed some water, but regardless kind of helps like satiate that craving. And then another thing I do is, okay, I'm really hungry. Let's see if I'm bored or actually need to eat something. I'll eat a bag of green beans. If that sounds good, then I'm probably hungry. If I don't want a vegetable, then I'm probably just bored and I need to do something else. 
but that's fine. I use cucumber for that. That's like my vegetable. That's like, it's not exciting, but if I'm hungry, cucumber is like awesome. You're like, so. yeah, this is great. <laughs> so yeah. And I feel like even if you are hungry or you're just bored, you can still make vegetables taste great. You know, put them in the air fryer or whatever, make them taste great. And then you know, maybe you're bored, maybe you're hungry, you don't really know, but you had an extra cucumber and that's probably not gonna derail you from your goals, so. So I think that leads in the last thing which I wanna ask, which is like, how often is a craving, and I think this is more so for like, you start working with a nutrition client or something like that, where they start to eat better, they're starting to dial on their macronutrients, how often is that craving really like, no, you are actually hungry. You need another meal. Like you need to eat so, like either another portion of what you just had for dinner or lunch, or like we need to up your daily calories. How often is that the case? And how do you, is it the same test, the green bean test, the cucumber test or? Yeah, I would say in that instance it would be, but I would actually say more times than not, people are eating higher volume foods when they do start nutrition coaching. So they're pretty full and satiated, even if that's less calories than they came in eating. I would say that, you know, if you are eating, you know, that, that plate method meal with you know, half your plate veggies, protein, and you're structuring your meal like that, I do think that that most people are full and are actually struggling to get in the calories, even though it's less, just because they're changing around their their options a little bit, going a little cleaner with that. Okay. Um, so the last thing I want to hit on is how, how effective have you found certain rules to be? So I see some people that do really good with rules, and we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but like, Okay, um, so like Shannon's a good example, my sister-in-law. She, she's very good about like, I'm not gonna have any sweets Monday through Friday. And then she's very good about also on the weekends, she'll, she likes to cook and bake and she'll bake stuff and then she'll share it and she'll have a little bit. She's good at portion control as well. So I could see where for her, it's very effective to have that quote rule where she doesn't have sweets Monday through Friday. She's not 100% perfect with it, but she's like really good. I mean, she's solid with it. So how effective are rules like, like that, or I'm not going to eat after a certain time or things like that? And, and if so, do you have any favorite rules for people? I would say it's not so much about rules. Um, I do have somebody who after dinner, she brushes her teeth and that is it. That definitely helps because she stays up late just because she doesn't really have anything to do. She's working from home. Um, so boredom definitely takes over, but I would say that I focus more on plans. So when mm. people are worried about an event um, or they have something coming up, just setting plans, um, I feel like sounds a little less restrictive than rules. Mm -hmm. If you have a game plan, you know, that's gonna help keep you on track, especially when you're reporting back to somebody. So I would say more of planning and accountability um, as opposed to rules. I like that, I like um, that switch. Works, works a little bit better. Awesome. Well, I think we'll end there. Yeah. Do you have anything else? That's it. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. Good luck with your cravings. See you on the next one.